1: Everyone, welcome this morning to Right On Radio, or this evening, depending where you are in the world. May God richly bless you. Now, normally I have a guest with me, but today I've decided to have, well, a guest, of course. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to invite that guest live on the air. Will you join me? Heavenly Father, we come before you in praise and honor, in righteousness. Lord, in your righteousness, because you died for our sins, you have been resurrected, that we may join you in the resurrection. But Lord, when you stole the keys of hell, and returned back to your kingdom to sit at the right-hand side of the Father. You did not leave us alone. You sent your Holy Spirit to be amongst us on earth, to indwell us as part of your promise, Father. When we are born again, when we are born into out of this world and into your kingdom, the Holy Spirit indwells us. And Father, your Holy Spirit serves and points all the glory to Jesus. And it's only by your Holy Spirit that we can understand these scriptures. Father, the smartest person on earth could not understand your scriptures without the interpretation of your Holy Spirit. So I do pray the Holy Spirit come right now, be with every single person that hears this broadcast, that hears the sound of my voice, Father God, who has come in to this tent to study your word, Father God. And your word glorifies the Father, because you've always done the Father's will. Lord, you are the perfect example of a servant leader. And Father, your Son has served humanity beyond all measure. There is no measure in the depths of and the triumph of what Jesus has done for us, and by your permission and with the Holy Spirit. So we pray this word goes forward, that we get true understanding of what you have for us in this particular chapter. And I pray for the health and provision for every single person who is listening to this, Father, and all those in our community. And in fact, Lord, I pray for the entire body of Christ worldwide. Strengthen their legs, Lord. Give them good health so that they may stand and fight in this day. So that they are willing, ready, and able, and not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. And Father, I thank you for the demonstration of your power that you've done, that you are doing, and that you will do. Father God, you are so awesome. You are kind. You are loving. You are full of grace. And Father, we just thank you for this beautiful creation that you've given us. And even in its fallen state, Father God, it is beautiful. And in fact, even the rocks and the trees cry out and worship you, Father God. And I pray for many more unbelievers. To come into the fold. and Lord, if you would give us permission that we would be able to disciple many and you would add more disciples of the way who are ready, Father God, to take on more as they come into this tent. We praise your name, Jesus, Yeshua, the King of kings and the Lord of lords. You are most welcome here. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, good day to everyone here. Uh, this is going to be a good one. Um, and it's fairly short. That's part of the reason why I'm just going to be sitting here solo. But I really think that there's some very important teaching here. And uh, one of the greatest lessons, and I want you to hear me right here, Is you see a tremendous move of God's power in this chapter. (coughs) Excuse me. However, I'm going to suggest that even after I read the entire chapter to you, many of you will not have seen it. So I want to use this moment as an encouragement to start checking out the No Goggles, New Goggles series. The New Goggles series is really, a, it's a 12-step a program, folks, of deprogramming you from what the world has taught you and ta- teaching you how to move and to live in God's world as he has been created and to be able to hear his voice in a more clear fashion. If you have been following new goggles, and if you have been doing the homework, I'm going to suggest that you will see it. And I'm going to ask after I read the chapter for you in the chat or in the comments to put down, and by the way, it's it's okay if if you don't get it right. There's no judgment. But I want you to participate, and I want you to put in the verse where you really see God's power moving in an incredible way. And the lesson is God is teaching us how to tap in and have his power manifest here on earth. Oh yeah, this is so good. Uh, And just before we get into the chapter, I want to remind people that last Sunday, I mentioned we are going to do a worship show. And I want to give a little bit more clarity on the worship show. So submissions need to be in to me by the last day of September this month. I do want it to be on video. And if you're going to talk before your song, if you feel the need... Uh, to talk before the song was set it up please keep it at 30 seconds most okay really 30 seconds uh but even if you uh don't plan on uh on giving any preamble i will ask that you do give at least your first name and you know your your state or location province country uh, just so people get a sense of who you are and i do want only worship songs. It could be your own song, it could be someone else's song, and I'm going to also ask that you keep them under five minutes. Now, uh, is is there exceptions to the rule? Certainly, there can be. If you're moved by the Holy Spirit while tape videotaping uh, this, then so be it. Okay. And the other thing I want to mention is, uh, as soon as I say video. Some people are going to be shying away. Don't do it. If God has put it on your heart, don't be afraid to show your face and to brag about your gospel. If you're ashamed, then, you know, well, I don't think God will be ashamed of you, but his word in circumstances, in certain circumstances, does point to that. But there's reward in being obedient And I'm going to repeat this like a broken record because it is true. I will be contributing to this. The Lord has actually already showed me what song that uh, I am to sing. And, you know, although when I've played in bands and stuff like that, I would sing background vocals, uh, but it's because someone else has already established the key and I'm just joining in and harmonizing with them. I've never sang a song. Uh, particularly even playing guitar, never, Um, because I really just have trouble finding those first notes and it's horrible. And so because of that, you know, other than singing lullabies to my daughter as a young girl, I have never sang in public. I have never sang in front of my wife. Now, I'm not saying, now. sometimes I'll just walk through the house and I'm kind of singing, but I'm talking in a formal setting where I grab my guitar and I go to sing a song. Uh, Do I walk through the house singing sometimes? Yeah, I do. Uh, But I have never stood in front of people and sang. And because I'm on here all the time, I'm going to to suggest to you that uh, I'm taking a greater risk than any of you in doing this and so be bold in christ and pray for him and uh and i'm certainly be praying and i could be praying <laughs> please be kind in the comments look i got thick skin i don't care but that would probably hurt when uh when someone's gonna say i suck and that's okay it's gonna be a sweet sound to the lord amen all right that's enough of that um Oh, actually, one more thing. Uh Singapore last night off the charts, as always. Folks, you don't know what you're missing. Uh, we do it twice a week, so uh, timing should not be an issue for you. We do it on Wednesdays at 7.30 p.m. on Telegram, and we do it Saturdays at 8 o'clock Eastern Standard Time on Telegram. If you can't make them both, make one of them. The Holy Spirit shows up. Uh, many, many great things are happening and just in relation uh I don't think it was intended this way but you know uh watching while Beulah usually just uh, such a holy spirit filled woman as all of our prayer team is uh enemy doesn't want to mess with our team I'm telling you um wow uh and, and everybody in the entire prayer so powerful uh there was really some standouts last night uh, someone who the Lord has healed, as a matter of fact, was in desperate ways. I'm not going to mention her name, uh, but she was in desperate ways. And man, she sa- she sounds like a young girl now, uh, full of fire. And, you know, I praise Jesus for her. Thank you, uh, Lord. But Beulah gave a word, and I'm paraphrasing. I, I don't have the exact words. I really should write these down. But she had said something to the extent of, be the shofar. And there's a reason why we play the shofar. There's a couple of people who complain about it because it's long. Uh, look, if you're listening on Podbean, just hit that 30-second skip button about five times, and you're you're through it, and uh, you don't have to listen to it. But the shofar really does clear the air, in, uh, and it's a uh, physical sound, but it has spiritual impact. And Beulah said, uh, I'm paraphrasing loosely, be the shofar. Let your voice go out and spread into the heavenlies. And if you've been following along with the new goggles and and other teachings on this uh, particular channel, you're starting to realize how powerful God has actually made you in his image But it's not your power. It's the power to call upon his power. The greatest power there ever was or ever will be. The power of the spoken word of Jesus that creates universes, planets, biological systems. And the greatest of his creation is you you folks hallelujah all right let's get into the reading of the word we're on acts 24 and i want again i want you to listen for the spot that god shows huge power and then put it in the chat once you once you see it Now after five days, the high priest Ananias came down with some elders and an attorney named Tertullus, and they brought charges against Paul to the governor. After Paul had been summoned, Tertullus began accusing him, saying to the governor, Since we have attained great peace through you, And since reforms are being carried out for this nation by your foresight, we acknowledge this in every way and everywhere, most excellent Felix. With all thankfulness, but that I may not weary you further, I beg you to grant us a brief hearing by your kindness for we have found this man a public menace and one who stirs up dissensions among all the Jews throughout the world, and a ringleader of the sect of the Nazarenes. And he even tried to desecrate the temple. So indeed, we arrested him. And by interrogating him, yourself concerning all these matters, you will be able to ascertain the things of which We are accusing him. The Jews also joined in the attack, asserting that these things were so. And when the governor had nodded for him to speak, Paul responded. Knowing that for many years you have been a judge to this nation, I cheerfully make my defense. Since you can take note of the fact that no more than 12 days ago I went up to Jerusalem to worship. And neither in the temple did they find me carrying on a discussion with anyone or causing a riot, nor in the synagogues, nor in the city itself. Nor can they prove to you the things of which now they accuse me. But I confess this to you that in accordance with the way which they call a sect, I do serve the God of our fathers, believing everything that is in accordance with the law that is written in the prophets, having a hope in God which these men cherish themselves, that there shall certainly be a resurrection of both the righteous and the wicked. In view of this, I also do my best to maintain a blameless conscience, both before God and before other people always. Now, after several years, I came to bring charitable gifts to my nation and to present offerings in which they found me occupied in the temple, having been purified without any crowd or uproar. But there were some Jews from Asia who ought to have been present before you and to have been bringing charges if they should have anything against me. Or else these men themselves declare what violation they discovered when I stood before the council. Other than in regard to this one declaration, which I shouted while standing among them For the resurrection of the dead, I am on trial before you today. But Felix, having quite accurate knowledge about the way, adjourned them, saying, While Lysias the commander comes down, I will decide your case. He gave orders to the centurion for Paul to be kept in custody and yet have some freedom and not to prevent any of his friends from providing for his needs. Now, some days later, Felix arrived with Drusilla, his wife, who was Jewish, and he sent for Paul and heard him speak about faith in Christ Jesus. But as he was discussing righteousness, self-control, and the judgment to come, Felix became frightened and responded, go away for now, and when I have an opportunity, I will summon you. At the same time, he was also hoping that money would be given to him by Paul. Therefore, he also used to send him for quite often and talk with him. But after two years had passed, Felix was succeeded by Portius Festus, and Felix wanting to do the Jews a favor, left Paul imprisoned. All right. There's the chapter, folks. I'm going to look in chat. Who saw the miracle? Who saw the beautiful display of God's power? Okay. Not seeing it yet. Very kind words in the things. Lots of good community going on, but nobody. Uh Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Don't worry. I'm going to point it out to you. My friends, God has so much more for us. And you're going to see it in this chapter. Most people would just skim by it but you're going to see it. And once you see it, you will not be able to unsee it. I'm telling you that. And I pray for you that you will see these things from this day forward. I thank the Lord that he allows me to see these things most times. Ah, Donna is getting there. Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. Okay, hold on. I'm gonna just check the verse number. I'm not gonna say it out loud. Uh, da, 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 da. okay, a couple of you are on the right track, I will say that to you. Uh, but there's a specific verse that uh really really, uh, encapsulates it. Oh, actually. So one person, uh, two, three. Okay. Yes. (laughs) And coincidentally, these are the people who are watching new goggles. I'm not giving myself any credit. I'm just saying everyone who has guessed the right answer has been attending New Goggles. Thank you, Lord. I love being proven. Uh, the Lord does approve, and he also reproves, and uh, I've been spanked by him a, a few times, <laughs> even recently. All right, so let's start breaking this down. So as, as we remember, uh, Paul was in the temple, There were, uh, and he was in the inner cir- cir- circles of it, Uh, where the Jews were allowed, the Greeks and the, uh, you know, the the dirty Gentiles were not allowed into the inner courts and they were in actually in the third court. And there was the uh, gentleman from Ephesus or Ephesians who uh, showed up and then the uh, East Asian Jews said, Paul brought this man because Paul had come, but Paul didn't bring this man and a riot broke out. He was rescued by the commander and put into arrest, and then he was being transported. Uh, He's eventually going to make it to Rome, but this is in Caesarea, where he is standing trial, and so the high priest Ananias came down with some elders, so remember, so there's the, this, the makeup is, there's the Sadducees, the Pharisees, and of course Felix, who is the governor, essentially. Uh, Felix is the second person, uh, so after Pontius Pilate was, uh, you know, left the scene, he was replaced, and this is the replacement of the replacement uh, for Pontius Pilate, but certainly, uh, as it says, he was very familiar with the way, because obviously, succeeding in that job, he would have known about the crucifixion, would have known about the story of the resurrection, and how the gospel has been spreading like wildfire throughout all of the land. So Paul's being held and the trial begins. And of course the, uh, the the Sadducees and the Pharisees, you know, they probably put up some big bucks because let's face it, they had the money. Uh, They were the religious leaders. And uh, so they get this uh, like a high priced lawyer, Tertullus, because listen, they're, they're taking Paul seriously. Paul, is very challenging to their power and because what they preach and uh, if they preach a new gospel uh, perhaps it takes away some of their power and strongholds that they have Uh, and also the uh, way of separating themselves because they don't want all people to be equal as god sees us jew and gentile we're all equal as i've mentioned many many times on the broadcast the only two categories that god breaks us up into are born again and not born again hallelujah okay so tertullus gets up there and you know <laughs> the nature of a of a lawyer uh, hasn't changed much in a in a couple centuries so. Uh, because what does he do? He just starts kissing the butt of the governor. And by the way, this governor Felix, uh, historians, uh, do not claim him to be a good man. In fact, he, uh, was rather the opposite. He started off as a slave, uh, got the job basically through, uh, a relative. I believe it was his brother and, you know, all of a sudden a slave coming into power and he reigned with cruelty Um, brutality, uh, very immoral person and so this is the person who's going to make the decision and uh, of course, you know, Tertullus begins, we've attained such great peace through you your reforms are the best because of your foresight we acknowledge us in every way most excellent Felix you know, just buttering him up with all thankfulness but I don't want to keep you. I don't want you to be weary. So I beg of you this brief hearing, the lawyer starts out. (laughs) What a jerk. I guess he's doing his job and he's probably doing it well. Uh, Probably very good at his job, I assume, because that's why he has been hired. But so what are the charges? We found this man a public menace. He stirs up dissensions among the Jews throughout the world, <laughs> not, just, not just in Jerusalem, but throughout the world. Ah, there's a badge of honor for you, Paul. Way to go, guy. Um, He's a ringleader of the Nazarenes. Now, isn't it interesting that the Nazarenes are brought up here? Uh, Jesus of Nazareth, and what was said uh, does anything good come from Nazareth? So these are. This is kind of like the, uh, you know, a area that uh, you know every city kind of has some areas and you know that aren't quite as good, a little bit poor. Um, I suspect Naz- the Nazarenes were like that, and uh, so it was definitely like a second-class citizen. And they continue on with the accusations, and in verse six he says. And he even tried to desecrate the temple. So indeed, we arrested him. Look how good we are. (laughs) Oh my, these people are so lost. Do you see this happening in the world today, folks? Is history repeating itself? There's a a saying, there's nothing new under the sun, except... uh, I don't consider that saying to be the sun in the that, uh, that glows and throws heat to the earth and light. I think it's the actual light of the world. There is nothing new under the sun. Jesus has seen it all. And certainly Jesus knew this was going to happen, and his Holy Spirit was prepared. So they arrested him. And he hands over to Felix. He says, By interrogating him yourself concerning all these matters, you will be able to ascertain these things of which we are accusing him. And then the lawyer goes on this is important the Jews also joined the attack, asserting that these things were so. And then so the governor gives Paul the nod you know can you can you just see this this courtroom uh it's I picture it as almost like a theater and you have you know all the all the people up front and there's there's going to be an audience out there and uh you know it's they're putting on a show is essentially much like some of our uh legal system today when you get a high profile it just becomes a show in fact it's a TV show these days, just for your entertainment. People's lives on the line, but for your entertainment. Although I think it's good to have some accountability. So Paul is very eloquent in his response, as Paul always is. And so Paul acknowledges Felix as well, and he says Knowing that for many years you have been a judge to this nation, I cheerfully make my defense. Now, just think about that for a second. Paul is a prisoner. He's being accused of basically being a plague on earth. And yet, Paul is cheerful? Oh yeah, because Paul gets to do what he does to preach the gospel and the resurrection. And he goes on, I cheerfully make my defense. Since you can take note of the fact that no more than 12 days ago, I went up to Jerusalem to worship. So he didn't go up there to stir up any riots. He didn't go up there to do anything. He just went to worship. And neither in the temple did they find me carrying on a discussion or causing a riot, nor in the synagogues, nor in the city itself. So he goes on to say, you can't even point a conversation when I was stirring up dissension. It didn't happen. I'm being falsely accused. Sounds familiar. Nor can they prove to you the things of which they now accuse me. But I confess this to you, that in accordance with the way, again, not in accordance with Christianity, uh, the way. And you have to remember, like the first time that even the word Christianity is introduced in the Bible it's, it's a condescending term. It's not what the disciples called themselves. The world gave that term, and it was condescending. Uh, look, we still say Christian, I still say it, there's nothing wrong with saying it, but I really think we have to, uh, it's more accurate, we don't have to, but it is more accurate to describe ourselves As disciples in the way. What is a disciple? It's a disciplined learner. And what is the way? Jesus called himself the way. Not many ways, the way. And how do you become... Oh, this ties in with another thing that uh, Watching Wall said last night on Sing and poor about our obedience and our disobedience. And how do you become a disciplined learner? It's by getting rid of stuff, not adding stuff to you. It's by getting rid of stuff, getting rid of your disobedience. Hallelujah. Lord has some work to do in my life. I tell you that. And he has done amazing work in my life. And I know he has in yours. Once you become born again, you really are renewed. You really are given a new path, a new fresh start. And of course, you're going to sin while you're in this sinful world. But your sins are forgiven. And the Holy Spirit's not going to let you sin as much. In fact, every day that you walk with God, you talk with God. You're going to sin less. All right. So he does confess this to you in accordance with the way which they call a sect. I do serve God of our fathers, believing everything that is in accordance with the law and is written in the prophets. So he's setting them up here. Can you see it? No, no, no. I believe everything that these guys are preaching. I believe everything. Why would I say different? I believe it all. And having a hope in God, which these men cherish themselves, that there shall certainly be a resurrection of both the righteous and the wicked. I just want to pause there. Uh, because he's obviously talking to them, and this is the Holy Spirit, just going through Paul. And he says, the resurrection of the righteous and the wicked. But I thought it was only those who were called in God that join in the resurrection of Christ. That's true. But there's still a resurrection. Unfortunately, the resurrection is out of this body and into hell for anyone who does not choose to go in the way to become a disciple of Christ. There is a resurrection. It is for eternity. There is no going back. You must die and be born again into the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And he's looking at these people and he's telling them because they know he preaches the way that Jesus died and he was the Messiah but they did not recognize him as the Messiah. In view of this, I also do my best to maintain blameless conscience before both God and other people always. So not some of the time he wants to be blameless in his mind and in front of people always. And and Paul was probably better at this than just about anyone uh, that I read about in the Bible, because Paul really uh, knew the cultures of everywhere he went. And he, well, you know, we are the clay and God is the potter. And God was able to mold Paul to be all things to all men, as he claims in Romans. And he knew the traditions. And you know, even when he was in certain towns of idolatry and worship, you know, remember he used the the statue to lure people in, uh, the statue of Diana. He uses their own cultures and stuff like that to prove his point and to get people to at least start thinking about things. And so then Paul references that he was away from Jerusalem for several years, and I, I think it's probably been – You know, greater than ten years now, because Paul at first was brought out to the desert, and you know he went. It was a long time after the road to Damascus before Paul became who he was as a uh, as a disciple in grace or an apostle, and he says, and after several years, I came to bring charitable gifts. To my nation and to present offerings, so he came there to worship God. He agrees with everything that the you know uh, Pharisees say about the law, and he brought gifts. He came to bless them, not to do any of the things that were uh, he's being accused of. And he goes on in verse 18, in which they found me occupied in the temple, having been purified without any crowd or uproar. Remember, Paul had to go through, he didn't have to, but he chose to go through this just to, uh, uh, because, you know, the Jews were accusing him of going to the Gentiles and not preaching circumcision. So Paul came back and said, listen, I'll do the ceremony. Okay. You know, if that'll get, if that'll quench people's, Thirsts and show that he's a, you know, uh, still the person he was. Okay, he saw not nothing wrong with doing it, so he was purified, and there was without any crowd or uproar. But there were some Jews from Asia, and he points them out, who ought to have been present before you, and to have been bringing charges if they should have anything against me. Now, this is important because in Roman law, as I understand it, if you accuse someone of something and you do not present yourself in person in the court to bring that charge, you yourself will need to stand trial for bringing accusation and not backing it up. It was illegal to bring accusation and not stand before it. So Paul's not only defending himself here, he's saying these guys are breaking the law by even bringing these accusations out. See what the Holy Spirit's doing before him? All right, Misty, you got it exactly. As many of you have uh, where where I was pointing out to. Uh, many of you have got it. And yeah, Misty got it exactly. And by the way, I think I've seen Misty being an admin in the chat for every one of the new goggles. Thank you very much, Misty. Um. Okay. And other than in regard to this one, Declaration which I shouted while standing among them for the resurrection of the dead, I am on trial for you today. But you got to remember, when he shouted that, he was already taken into captivity by the commander and he's standing basically on the steps of the jail and he was given permission to speak. So, and he can't, he's not, the, they, the crowd was already there, was already yelling, they were silenced when he started to speak. And then the uh, as soon as he mentioned the word Gentiles, it all broke out again. So then it goes into verse 22. But Felix, having quite an accurate knowledge about the way, adjourned them, saying, when Lysias, that's the commander, comes down, I will decide your case. So, He obviously wants to hear from the commander because he's hearing the accusations from these people. And, you know, like, listen, I got to talk to this guy and find out what is going on. So Felix is taking this seriously, obviously. uh, And Felix is incredibly curious about Paul as we go on to see. Now, some days later, Felix arrived with Drusilla And Drusilla, it was his wife, Uh, I believe it was his third wife, and Drusilla, it was her second husband, Drusilla was the youngest daughter of the King Herod at the time. And his wife was Jewish, and he sent for Paul and heard him speak about faith in Christ Jesus. But as he was discussing righteousness, self-control, and judgment to come, Felix became frightened and responded, go away for now, and when I have an opportunity, I will summon you. So that is the exact verse that I was talking about, a demonstration of God's power and how Paul called upon it. So what is the demonstration of God's power? Felix is the governor. He's the most powerful guy. He is the judge who is going to decide Paul's fate, or is supposed to decide Paul's fate. He has the authority. It's a big deal that Paul is before him. But Paul is a prisoner. And Paul is being summoned and brought up to talk with Felix and his wife on a regular basis. And Paul talked about righteousness, self-control, and the judgment to come. Now, these three things are very important with the audience of Felix and his wife. And the demonstration of God's power, before I break down those three things, is simply this. Paul was the prisoner. Felix was the powerful governor, judge, leader of the entire area. Shouldn't it have been the prisoner shaking in his boots? Paul wasn't even shaking in his boots when defending himself. Paul said, I cheerfully give you this. (laughs) God completely turned the tables once again. Paul is the one sitting there in authority. The governor is trembling. Now, why was he trembling? Paul talked about three things righteousness. So there is only one way to be righteous. And you might think you're walking righteously if if you're not walking with God on your own. You cannot achieve it. There is none righteous. The people, you know, from other religions around, from multiple religions around the world, you know, who apparently leave, leave these holy lives and think that they're righteous, they're not. The only way to be righteous is to be right. In God. Only one way to be right in God, that's to be covered by the blood of Jesus Christ. It's the only way. So I would have loved to hear the entire conversation, but I'm trusting that that is the point that Paul made to him. And then Paul talks to him about self-control. Now, Felix is not a good upstanding character. He might be an authority. uh, But like many people uh, who get power, uh, power ultimately corrupts. And you see that he's corrupt a little bit further on here. Uh, But with corruption comes a lot of temptation. Uh, A lot of men in particular would use their power, their stature uh, for lustful things in life, self-gratification. Um, so Paul speaks of righteousness and there's conviction on his life. Because once you, when, when you hear truth, even if you deny it, uh, well, truth is first denied, then it's tested, then it's proven as truth. So even if he's trying to deny it or he's testing it, truth is still truth. And when you hear truth, it hits you in a different way. Even if you're in the stage of denial or testing, you still hear it as truth. And then eventually it is proved as truth. And then he talks about the judgment to come. And if you remember in his defense in front of in court, he said, there is resurrection For not only the righteous, but the wicked as well. Felix became frightened. Can you feel a conviction on him? And then I find this is very, very interesting. What Felix says. He says, go away for now and when i have an opportunity when it's convenient for me i will summon you again so he's obviously interested but felix and in this case you you see that he uh, he didn't make a decision on paul he let him sit in jail for another 2 years but he does not want to decide he's scared. He does not want to decide, but it's also, you can tell he has his pride and he doesn't want to give up the life he has for the resurrection at this point in time. Now, whether he ended up getting saved or not, we we don't know. But I was reminded this morning as, as I, well, uh, walking my dog and praying as I, as I always do. Um, there's a lyric of a song that came to mind and I'm going to ask you in the audience, if you could put it in the comment, if you know, if you know the band or the name, the name of the song with this lyric, it's quite a brilliant lyric. It's not a, not a Christian band, but it's very popular uh, band. And uh, the lyric says, if you choose not to decide, you still have made a choice very true words. If you choose not to decide, you still have made a choice. Put in the name of the song, if you get it, and then I'll know who the, uh, here's a clue, the old rockers are. (laughs) But, you know, people who say, well, I'm not ready. Uh, I'm not ready to be God. I got to clean up my life a little bit more, or I don't want to give up my life right now. But, you know, I have more days left. And eventually, i just, it's like an insurance policy. I know that, uh, you know, if I become really sick or something like that, then I can just call on God and it's going to be done. You know, God's word says that. So, you know, I can go on living the way I want to live and then just come to God at the last moment. <laughs> Misty River. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Donna got it, too. Ah, Donna got the name of the song. Very good. I'm not going to say it on air because I want to see how many people get it. But uh, if anyone looks back through the chat, uh, DKNY got the exact name of the song and the band. Congratulations. Um, <laughs> so uh, you can't you can't put it off, folks. You know, no one knows how many days you have. And, uh, next time you just go out in your car, you could die. People get brain aneurysms without any notice, you know, when God says your time is up, your time is up and you don't know when it is neither, nor does anyone around you choose this day. And I just want to encourage anyone. If you're a non-believer and you're listening to this broadcast and you've held on till now, You're not giving up a life. You're getting a life. A life as a disciple in the way is the most exciting, incredible journey you could ever take. God himself, the creator of the universe, will indwell you through his Holy Spirit. And he himself will be your tour guide through life. You know, if you go to a foreign land, you often will hire a local and the local will show you around. And there's all kinds of amazing discoveries that you would never get unless you were with that local, that one who knew the area, knew the geography, knew the history of the place. Well, how much better is it to have the creator, the designer? the most awesome power in the world to be your tour guide. What you think you're giving up is filth. It's rags, dirty rags. Not even It can't even be described as dirty rags compared to God. You can wear the righteousness of our Lord God, Jesus Christ. And if you do not know him and you want to know him, it's really simple. And I'm going to lead you in a prayer of salvation. And after you say this prayer with me, you, not by Jeff's power, but by God's power, if you say it with sincerity... And you have to mean it in your heart, okay? You can have doubts, that's okay. You can have doubts. But I I encourage you to make a decision not only to choose Christ, but just make the decision and say, no matter what, no matter what thoughts enter my head, no matter what other people come and tell me, I choose this day to believe the prayer. Say it with me. Father, I don't know you yet, but I've heard about your goodness, and I've heard that you, God, came from your kingdom and was born as a man through the womb and walked this earth as flesh and blood. Lord Jesus, you have fulfilled every prophecy that was about you. And Lord Jesus, you died on the cross, for the forgiveness of my sins. So Lord Jesus, at this moment, I put my sins before you, and I ask, Lord Jesus, that you take those sins from me so that I may enter the gates, that I may dwell with you For all of eternity in heaven. And Lord Jesus, I pray that you will send people to surround me and to help disciple me in the way. I pray, Lord, that you start to remove those ungodly influences from my life. And Lord, that you nurture me until I'm strong in the way. And I pray this in the name of Jesus Christ, Yahuwah the Messiah. And if you just prayed that, you need to put something in the comments, uh, not just in the chat, but in the comments, make a public declaration. And I would really humbly ask you to write me a note at writeonjeff at gmail.com. That's R-I-G-H-T-O-N-J-E-F-F at gmail.com. And I want to pray for you personally, and I want to introduce you to some people who can walk with you at least digitally and I I trust God's going to honor that prayer and bring people even in your local space to be around you and if you just said that you've just gained a new life and you are going to see the supernatural you're going to experience his supernatural and I say supernatural because The world, we don't have words in our vocabulary in this world to describe the awesome power of God at which now you come under his authority and you can actually tap in to his power. Have people that are coming against you? It's the opposite of what the world see. The world would curse them. As a new disciple in the way, you pray for them. And then God will do the rest. Have forgiveness in your heart for those who have hurt you. Just as you've been forgiven, now it's time to forgive those who are around you. Well, God bless everyone um so felix was succeeded and we're going to continue next week um just looking at the chat real quick here uh praise the lord christine send me an email please amen amen thank you lord let me see if there's anyone else I know most of the people will hear this on replay. Uh, well, I just love how you guys are loving on each other in in this uh, in the chat. This is what we're called to do, folks—to love our neighbor. Uh, glory to God. Amen. Oh, there's some new ones down here. Ah, uh, well, thank and thank you for the kindness and of your words in there. Uh, remember, uh, September, the last day of September, the thirtieth. I need your submissions in. Uh, we'll do a live show in October, uh, sometime. I haven't picked the date yet, uh, but after I get all the uh, pieces put together, probably in the later half half of October, and we're just going to have a real fun show of worship and uh well you know what I'm gonna be just be bold and say um, that God will show himself in that and that there's going to be something really really great that God will do for us uh, because he loves to hear praise and not because he has a an ego or anything like that it's just when you praise him, he knows you get it. (laughs) He knows you get it. And when you praise him, you have joy in your heart. You know, the gift of praise, it's probably more for you than it is for him. Because you you can't praise him and be miserable. Uh, You can be miserable and start to praise and then the misery goes away. Kind of a supernatural thing, folks. God is so good. Oh, Misty River, you are the best. Misty River always reminds people to hit like. And you know what? There's so many of you who watch and a quarter of you, only a quarter of you hit the like button. Is that how lazy our society has become today? How are you supposed to take back your country, folks, if you can't even hit a like button or you can't put a comment in? You know how much putting a comment in uh beyond the chat, the actual comments, you know how much. That blesses this and helps our word and our mission go forward. And and so many, too many of you are lazy, folks. You, you could just say, Well, wow, great show, or Jeff, you are wrong. Put whatever you want, but leave a comment. Unfortunately, most of uh most of the listening audience. And and I see this because I I get like a back, uh, I get an analytical view uh, of what happens. So, as soon as I start to pray, a lot of people drop off. They don't want to hear the prayer. Oh, I've heard the sinner's prayer before. That's okay. Perhaps just in the future, for those of you who uh, are still hanging on here, perhaps it's better to just pray along with it and pray for more people to come into the kingdom at the same time when we're praying, just a suggestion. I don't know. Ask God if that's maybe the right thing to do. And look, I've been guilty of turning things off when someone goes into a prayer. Cause especially some people I know it's a really long prayer and I got the information. I've done it folks. There's no judgment. There's no condemnation in Christ, but uh, uh, thank you. Thank you for the done. Yeah. Hit it. Hit the like, and then do a comment. Uh, it, it is really, really greatly appreciated folks. Hey, I'll uh, see you on the next program. And, oh, I'm going to make one last comment about new goggles. And, boy, for those of you who uh, didn't hang out for this part, you might regret it because I might not remember to uh, keep mentioning this. Uh, But at some point, I'm going to take the entire new goggles series off of uh, all the platforms, these will disappear. So go through them while you can, do the homework, take notes. Uh, New goggles will disappear at some point. Well, thank you, Lord, for this day. Thank you for being with me and being with everyone who hears it. May God richly bless each and every one of you. And in the meantime, remember, love your God, love your family, love your neighbor as yourself, and make a difference in your community.